from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. Welcome to the newest episode of Shark Biz. I'm your sometimes rock star, sometimes glamorous host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during global chaos. We got another amazing show for you today. Just another dreamer who just went out there, no excuses, and did it. First, though, remember, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can join the channel for only $3. Yeah, three, one, two, three dollars a month. You can become a baby shark and get some special perks, and it supports us. It helps us pay for the tech that we use to produce this awesome vodcast and podcast. Now, if giving money through big tech isn't your thing, don't worry we got you covered you can head on over to our coffee brand okay deadhousecoffee.com you can use the code shark okay you'll get 20 percent off of all your orders and all the proceeds directly support us producing the biggest and best show we possibly can now let's get back to today's show and like i was saying this is just someone another person who just went out and just did it they went out grabbed their dream they sold over 150 million dollars in real estate it's huge i mean that 150 million that's a huge huge number think about it you're selling real estate how many buildings have you sold over the past decade to reach 100 that's a lot of houses unless you're selling you know 50 million dollar houses every time that's a lot okay so we're gonna chat how did he get where he's at and what his secret to success is so who is today's guest so glad you asked. It's none other than Mr. Chris Craddock. Chris Craddock is the founder and CEO of the Redo Group, a nationally acclaimed real estate team. He is the host of the Uncommon Real Estate Podcast, a realtor, real estate investor, and coach, and entrepreneur who runs multiple successful businesses in the Washington, D.C., Metro, and Richmond, Virginia area. Chris's real estate team has sold over $150 million worth of real estate in 2020. So there you go, $150 million in 2020, not even the past decade, in 2020. That is insane. Let's bring the man in here right now. Let's get Chris audit here. Make the sale. Chris. Welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Bait. Yeah, come on. I'm excited about this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So we got a tradition on this show. First question. doesn't matter who you are. We ask everybody the same exact question because it's all about the roots on this show. Tell us who you are. What do you do for a living? What's your experience? What makes Chris Craddock Chris Craddock? Yeah, well, I am so stoked to be here. So for me, listen, right after I got out of college, I went on staff with an organization called Young Life. I loved Young Life. It was awesome. I changed my life. It was amazing. And then in 2003, my wife got pregnant. 
and I could not live on $20,000 a year. So I went to the library, checked out every book I could find on real estate investing. And uh, one of my mottos in life is imperfect action trumps perfect inaction any day of the week. So started knocking on doors of distressed properties, made 12 yeah. times what I made in a year in about four months. Um, took a break from investing, continued doing ministry stuff, always led large teams, went back to school, got a master's degree, got a doctorate in leadership. And then, um, you know, I've got six kids now, which um, you know, probably should have gotten a different hobby, like a TV or something. Um, <laughs> Instead but, of having kids? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's funny. Um, but with, the, uh, with that said, um, you know, we were... Yeah, it, it was just nutty. Money started running out. So I started flipping houses again in like right around 2011. And um, since I always led large real estate teams, I came across a book called The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. And it talked about mm -hmm. building out a real estate team. And so we started building out the team. And uh, I guess it was December 2014. Uh, we started really running on the retail side. And then a couple of years after that, we meshed the agent and the investor piece. And um, yeah, last year we did uh, $167 million in volume, uh, over $5 million in, in, uh, in, in commissions. Um, I own a title company. Um, my wife runs a mortgage company. Uh, I own an insurance company, a construction company, a, uh, a company called Legal Shield, a flipping and investing and a coaching company. Um, and yeah, so we've got essentially nine other businesses that are bringing stuff in all kind of in the real wow. estate niche. That's incredible. I mean, I guess you can sum it up that you have, uh, at least one business per child for their inheritance. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a goal so, to get like our rental portfolio. We're in the DC area where everything's, you know, pretty darn expensive. And so mm -hmm. we had a goal that we would get at least a house per kid. And now we're trying to double, triple, quadruple that up. So, uh, so yeah, are you going to have more kids? We're, we're done. We're done. Yeah. 17 to four. Good. And, and I have tapped out. <laughs> 17 to four. Yeah. My, uh, my son, who actually is the producer for this podcast, just turned 18, just graduated. He was born in 2003. So uh, I got one off the board and it sounds like you're about to get one off the board soon too. Exactly. Exactly. Next <laughs> year. Next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Why so many different businesses and business lines? I mean, I think one thing I heard growing up is that, you know, you have to have, what is it, like seven different streams of revenue. Is that kind of a vice that you had or you just like opening businesses? Uh, probably both. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy, I mean, growing things, building things. It's one of the things I just mm -hmm. really love. But one, one of the other pieces, though, is as I... As I look at it, you know, I had a business coach say to me, they're like, listen, if you can do it in a compliant way and in a way that serves your clients, why get paid one time on every transaction when you can get paid five times on every transaction? Right. And so I thought that was a really intriguing way to look at it. And so we started looking and I'm like, man, you just blew my mind with that right there, too. I mean, now that you're saying that and I'm taking a step back, it's it's like, wow, that that has a lot of weight. And a lot of power to do that. I think people listening to this show right now all just took a step back and, you know, they're thinking, wow, you know, you can make more money during the process too. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and see, that's that whole thing is everybody, everybody just needs to step back and say, okay, where is it? Because lots of people are, are getting paid through the process. Are mm -hmm. you able to offer a 
solution that is as good, if not better than what these other people are offering. Now, obviously there is a place where you say, stay in your lane, do what you do well and let other Mm -hmm. people do what they do well. But, uh, you know, especially in stuff where, where you can take it over, do it well. I mean, it's worth looking at for sure. Did you have to deal with any type of uh, conflicts or worry that, you know, there could be any conflicts of interest if you're doing things that are kind of similar at all? Well, I mean, absolutely. We had to, um, you know, we have to disclose everything. So we're not hiding it. People know, um, know all of that, but, but no shell companies down in the Bahamas or anything. Right. Right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So that that was pretty much the deal there is that, we, um, you know, just put them out, load everything, and and it it goes really, really well. I mean, we've, you know, obviously every once in a while there's a headache, there's something that's that doesn't work well, but um, yeah, as long as you, as long as you're doing a good job, not overcharging people, and doing a, a you know, giving them the best service they could get, then then it's great. But it's like any business. I mean, obviously things are going to go wrong at times, and you just as long as you as long as you fix it, you know, it's great. I'm, I'm here at our lake house. And, uh, um, you know, the crazy thing is I just ordered a piece for our wakeboarding boat and, you know, the company sent everything. It was at the end of last year, they sent everything, but they didn't send one of the parts in, in it. And so I called and the guy was like, no, it was nine months. If, if you called me sooner, it'd be one thing. I was like, we haven't been down here. It's been cold. And, uh, yeah. and I just looked at it and I'm like, man, like, this guy had such a short-term view for a $50 piece. Like it, he's cost his company uh, a client forever. Like I will never yeah. do business. By the way, aerial wakeboarding, never, ever, ever do business with them. <laughs> they will screw you. So so they, there you go. Now, anybody listening to this podcast that may be doing wakeboarding uh, or having yeah. any stuff there, like it just hurt them. And they don't understand. Like, like mm-hmm. honestly, if you treat people well, you know, that it goes so well. But if you if you don't, I mean, literally for just a couple bucks, you know, people are, are stepping over dollars to pick up pennies and it's just, it's just so foolish. So, you know, I I think that's, that's the big key there. Oh yeah. No, that, that, that's a really critical business point. And I think a lot of people, they get, I don't know, distracted or lost because they're thinking so short term that it really hurts them in the big picture. I just had this same exact conversation, maybe about two, three months ago now, I promoted a woman on my team from a delivery manager up to my director of professional services. So uh, I do ERP software for my day job uh, for small to mid-sized businesses with SAP Business One Sage Intact. And with her being director of professional services, now she manages the whole implementations for me. And she's amazing. However, I had to tell her like, hey, now you got to switch hats. Instead of being a project manager, delivery manager, where it's bill, 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 now you have to balance that because as a DPS, uh, that's where you also have to carry the business relationship too. Yes, we should have built them for that one hour to write a custom report for them. Okay, but is it really worth possibly losing another $150,000 off the client over that one $195 charge. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, don't let the short term, you know, get in the way of the long term. And, and that's also one of the things too, especially, you know, in the real estate industry, you know, we do a lot of flipping and, um, right. You know, joint venturing and, and other stuff like that with people. And so in the real estate industry, there are option opportunities for people to kind of screw somebody to, to mm-hmm. take advantage of somebody. And what I found is, 
Um, you can do that, but when you do that, it's going to cost you more money in the long run than it is in the short run. Like if you work, if you work with great partnerships, you can make millions together. But if you screw somebody once, yeah, maybe you make a little bit of money in the short term, but you you've just torpedoed the relationship. And any sort of deal that you guys could do together is just gone. It's gone. When I was young in sales and I was building my name, my professional image, I don't know why. I mean, I'm 38 now, but even when I was, you know, 22. I was always like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I might work for Sears at the time, but I'm bigger than sales. Sears, I represent myself. I represent David Strausser. I'm making my name, my image. You know, I this is what I want people to think of me. And I've always felt that it doesn't matter what company I'm working for, that ultimately I represent myself. Because as a sales rep, somebody that's in the sales business, you know. The only thing I have is kind of, is my word, and once you lose that, it's kind of like you lose all credibility, and it's going to be hard to sell something after that. Right, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's that's a huge, huge, huge piece. There is, you know, you got your word, you got your reputation, and that's that's it. You treat people well, and they'll treat you well, and you don't, you we put you so right. So that's mm-hmm. that's one of the big big keys here. So so yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So uh, one thing I want to jump into is a lot of entrepreneurs out there, whether it's real estate or whatever it may be, they have the dream of, oh, I want to start multi-businesses, you know, I want to be a serial entrepreneur. How did you actually get the mindset from making that jump from one all the way up to, I think you said you have what, like nine businesses? Yeah. 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 Well, well, I'll say, you know, imperfect action. That's, that's one of the massive imperfect action. You know, when, yep. when you do it, just, just do it big. The other thing too, is some of those businesses I probably started too early. Um, I look mm-hmm. back now and I'm like, man, you know, if I would have just gotten a little bit better at my core business, then I could, I would have had more information to bring into these other ancillary businesses um, that we're creating. And, but, but reality is, I mean, just, just do it. I mean, I think everybody overthinks stuff and uh, you know, whatever they, they just don't act. And when you don't act, you're, you're going to get zero results. So again, you know, one of the phrases I just use is you reap what you sow. And so if you're acting, you know, if you're mm-hmm. going out doing things, then you can get good responses. But if you're not going out doing things, you're just not going to get a, a great response because you're just not doing anything. Like, Bottom line is everybody wants to be successful, but few people oh, yeah. will actually do what it takes and pay the price to to be that person. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. Everything has its cost and it's kind of the the trade-off. Are you going to do the late nights, the weekends? Are you going to sacrifice time with your family or getting drunk with your friends to be able to do what it takes to get that level? And a lot of people, they say they will in their mind, but you know, words aren't actions. And when it actually comes down to physically doing the task, they blow it off. You know, that that's what I found. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That, that's it. You know, you just got to act. And um, there's actually a video that I saw years ago. So I had gotten into a place early on where, um, you know, I had, I guess, when I started investing again, I had a bunch of success. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, one of the uh, one of the hardest things, Jim Collins in his book, uh, How the Mighty Fall, um, mm-hmm. which follows uh, Good to Great, 
um, one of the one of the things he talks about why they fall, it's it's the hubris born of success. And so I had a bunch of success, and then I started thinking I could anything I touch return to gold. Well, I ended up <laughs> um, owing about ten million dollars in a bunch of different uh, ventures uh, early on. This was like I, I guess two thousand twelve, I think, and you know, I had to get out of that, like, like be so creative to get out of it. And, and, and I did, I paid every single person back. Like I, I could have gotten out and, and again, short-term versus long-term, I could have gotten out and screwed some of the private money lenders, some of the other people, but we just decided we're paying everybody back. We're going to figure it out. It took two years to do it, but I came across a video. Um, it's a cheesy video from the eighties. It's called, if you Google art Williams, just do it. It'll show up on, uh, on YouTube. And it's so, so, so ridiculous. It's, it's not, it's 18 minutes long. And I'll tell you the whole idea behind it was, you know, I don't care what's going on. Just figure it out. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Like, you know, and, and one of the things he was saying was like, how's art, how, well, art people say houses aren't selling. He's like, I don't care. Sell it anyway. You know? And, and it's just that idea that, you know, it really is not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. So if you're going to win in life, you've just got to be resourceful. You got to figure it out. And, and honestly, that time, it, like as much as I, I would love to have that time and money back, um, one of my mentors said, never trust someone who doesn't walk with a limp. And I'll tell you, um, I, I straight up learned so much and it's, it's kept me from making some foolish business decisions. Um, and I've got mm -hmm. friends that I mentor and coach and I'm like, guys, do not do that. And they're like, Oh no, what, what's the worst that can happen? I'm like, I'll tell you, <laughs> let's go back, <laughs> let's go back 10 years and I'll tell you exactly what could happen. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's good though. I like that. What was that? Don't trust anybody without that doesn't walk with a limp. Yep. Yep. Don't trust anybody that doesn't walk with a limp. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, that that is solid info. So here's another question for you. You know, you've grown to over $100 million in real estate. I'd be, I, I think, how do you get past a certain level? Because I think people, they get a certain level of success, okay? Maybe it's 10 million, maybe it's 50 million. And then it's kind of like, I, I think they get complacent. And that's where people like you, they just take it to the next level. They just don't, they go into maintenance mode instead of growth mode, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. I mean, one of the things that I, I really do believe, uh, what is it? Simon Sinek. And, you, and you'll see, I'm just always reading, always trying to level <laughs> up, always trying to get myself better because I do believe your business and your life will grow to the extent that you grow. But Simon Sinek has a book to say, start with why. Right. And so in my morning routine, I wake up in the mm -hmm. morning, I think about my goals, I think about the dreams that I have, you know, I pray for the people in my life that I care about. Um, but it's all about my why. And, um, you know, and again, another book, Brendan Burchard in his book, High Performance Habits says, you know, high performers create energy, right? So how do you create energy? You create energy with your why? Why do you want it? What is the mm -hmm. what is the goal you have? Why do you have that goal? And then when you when you see it, then you, you're driven to do it. But but what happens is a lot of times our goals seem so far away. They seem like something that we'll never accomplish. And so this malaise comes over our minds and our lives and it slows us down. We lose energy. We lose focus. We lose drive and determination and we quit and give up. And, you know, negativity honestly, creeps was, in, man. I think negativity creeps yeah. in as well. 100%. 100%. If it was easy, everybody would do it, but it's not. And so, so, mm -hmm. 
the only people that actually are going to make it. And, and I still haven't arrived, right? Like I've still got so many dreams and goals and, and things that I want to accomplish that I haven't accomplished yet. Um, but, but it's easy to quit. I mean, I'll tell you every time something really, really rough happens and, and it happens pretty regularly because it's, it's life. Um, you know, you, you kind of like, Oh man, I'm tired. I don't want to get up, but, but then, mm-hmm. you know, but then if, if you're Art Williams and you're listening to Art Williams, you just do it. You get up and do it and do it and do it again. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, that's something that I've learned over the last couple of years, too. Like, bad stuff can happen, you know, a lot of challenges, a lot of difficulties. But what you have to do is you just can't get paralyzed freaking out about it unless you can actually do something to change it right then and there. You know, it's better like, hey, you know, kick off the football. You're going to deal you're going to deal with it over time. You don't have to stop dead in your tracks for for everything at little every little. You don't have to get so emotional, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, yeah. So for for entrepreneurs, if I could break down, um, because I think, you know, on on podcasts, you know, I just I'm always. I always say, okay, how do you, what is the instruction? What are the things that, that can make somebody level up? And so for me, when I, when I look at the instructions, like what are the color by numbers piece? One is, is it just investing in yourself? So whatever your income is, take 10% of it. And, uh, and I need to up it, you know, but I, I'll tell you, I, I spend over six figures a year on, on personal development. Um, yeah. But and I need to I need to up it um, where I'm at so I, I stay consistent with what I'm I'm telling everybody. What, what do but you do spe- for personal development? What is your definition of that? So I have I have coaches. Um, I've got coaches that help me with um, with marketing. I've got coaches that help me with business. I've got coaches that um, I've had coaches that work with like P and L reports, like how to read your P and Ls mm-hmm. better and and look at ROI on stuff. I mean, we're actually looking to hire like a functional CFO that, that will come in and kind of reread stuff and, and relook at, at some mm-hmm. of the stuff more than what, what we're doing with, with our operations director. Um, I've, uh, what, what else? I I'm part of masterminds, a number of masterminds, which I'll tell oh, yeah. you, if you're not in a mastermind, Oh my gosh, just get in one. Like, like literally the biggest leveling up happens when you're hanging out with other people that are doing high level business and high level life. No, that that is so true. I mean, to me, I think that falls into the law of attraction. You know, a lot of people say, you know, it's BS, you know, some uh, just fantasy stuff. But I tell you what, man, it works. You know, you will it. You 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 give off a certain vibe. You are going to attract a certain type of person. And when you start networking or hanging out or thinking with people, that are more successful than you are, then I mean it, it rubs off on you, you know. And I think uh, right, my my favorite quote is from Steven Tyler that I heard on one of his interviews where he was like, <laughs> "Make it to you, make it, baby," uh, about becoming a big yeah. fan. And it, it's kind of it's kind of true, you know. You, I think, any up and coming business professional, okay. You've got to hang out with some people that are a few steps above you so that you can learn kind of how to get up to that next level, I feel. And, and that yeah. essentially sounds like what you're saying. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the biggest growth 
areas in my life, the biggest leveling ups that I've, I've ever had have, have occurred because of new relationships I've had in my life. And so right. I would just say, whatever you do, find a way to get to, to get in a relationship with people that are thinking, uh, you know, on that next level, who has vi- like, like, if you listen to well, podcasts, Chris, I don't want to podcast, right? Yeah, I don't want to brag, but we have a new relationship right here. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. I'm telling you, brother. I'm telling you. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah, yeah. I know, but I mean that's that's it. You know, like for me, one of the things I did was um when I first started was I I started listening to a handful of podcasts and mm-hmm. and the ones that I really, really, really loved, um, I I reached out to if I liked their vibe, I just would reach out to them and ask if we could talk for a little bit and I was shocked at how many people said yes. Like so many people, they're like massively wow. successful people. They said yes. And so when you did that, um, you know, I, I, I started to learn how they thought about life. You know, so my mm-hmm. wife is a professional writer and she says that the worst writers in the world all break the rules of writing and the best writers in the world break the rules of writing. She's like, the <laughs> difference is the best writers in the world, they know the rules of writing. So when they break them, they're innovating. The worst writers in the world just break the rules of writing and they're, it's just terrible. No and idea. so I think yeah. that, that that happens with our relationships is like we we get in, we start spending time with people and it, and, and we, can in, we can imitate what they're doing, right? Color by numbers. You in, in, imitate and then you can innovate, right? Because once you spend time with them, once you understand why they think the way they think, then you can you can replicate that because you really can color by numbers in almost all business arenas. And then you can innovate, you can make it better once you mm-hmm. understand how they did what they did. No, that that's so, so true. And that's one of the reasons that I started this podcast personally was COVID hit. I've wanted to do a podcast for like six years, okay? And I registered Trek by Biz literally six years ago, the domain was registered. But I, I just never, it was like, uh, who wants to listen to me? And I ended up doing some live events. I was doing some huge executive luncheon events out there in LA. I mean, we'd have, uh, we'd have the best speaking lineup. We'd have like William Hung from American Idol, you know, she bangs. He's been on yeah. the show. He's amazing. I love William. He's a good friend of mine uh, with the verb pipe, people like that. And, you know, we did some really, really rocking shows and, that for me was helping me to level up. And we were planning on doing a roadshow out here, you know, talking about software, business management, software, automation, digital transformation, all that good stuff. Then COVID hit, obviously plans got put on hold. And once I realized like, oh crap, you know, this thing isn't going away. We're going to be stuck with it at least for a couple more months. It was like, what can I do? And, you know, that's when I, I got backed into a corner and it's like, Sometimes as an entrepreneur or business-minded person, I mean, you get backed into the corner. I think that's where a lot of the, the best creativity comes from. Because then it was like, hey, I will do the podcast. It does make sense. And it does make sense now. And this is how we're going to do it. Whereas I couldn't figure it out the five and a half years before that. But doing the podcast has allowed me to meet people like you. I mean, we've had, and hearing how people like you, or like I just told you about Soledad O'Brien and how we've had her on this show, talking to somebody like that, or some of the the legendary music performers we've had on the show, people like that. I mean, just hearing those stories and what they had to do for success. And success is different for each person, but it's really motivating. And I think 
me, it helps me unlock the secret as far as, okay, this is the moves I got to make to try to get up here. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being able to spend time with people like that will, will definitely open up your mind and, and teach you to think differently. I mean, that's it. Hey, doing that's the it. podcast for me, I mean, even, even compared to me doing live events out in Los Angeles, doing the podcast right now has, I think, opened up way many doors than I did when I was doing the live shows. It's amazing how many have opened up here. And it's amazing the reception that we're getting. I mean, I'm looking at the YouTube uh, numbers right now for the channel. I mean, we have so many people that are all looking for the same thing as far as how to grow personally, professionally, grow their businesses. I mean, 25,000 plus views a week this point on this channel. I think it's pretty awesome. I think uh, we're out there helping people and, uh, you know, messages like what you're sharing out here are reinforcing some of the good habits that, you know, I think are getting lost a little bit in everything that's happening around us right now. 100%. 100%. No, that's awesome. And, and just doing it right. Like that's, that's yep. the, that's the key. You know, I can guarantee you there's people listening right now that if you get nothing else out of this other than just, just do it. I mean, you're talking about the podcast, right? Six, yes, six years ago, you said you were going to do it. And now, now you finally did it, you know? <laughs> and so, and my, and my guess is you're probably like, man, why did I need such a kick in the tail to do it? Right. Like that, that's how I feel about, about a number of things as well. And so I think I can guarantee you there's somebody listening right now that's been thinking about stuff. That's been, you know, just sitting on the fence thinking, Oh, the time's not right. The time's not right. The time's not right. Well, on the I'll contrary, you, the time's never going to be right. I've thought about this. I've thought about this and I think it falls a little bit into what you said earlier, earlier, you said that if you knew now what you knew, then you may have held off. So I honestly, I, I think the stars aligned on this one with the podcast, because I think if I would have started it five years ago, it may have been a disaster. It may not have worked with COVID. I was forced to do it and to see this through because there was nothing else to do. It created that environment to where I had to see myself through the dark times of literally nobody watching the show for the first couple episodes and just fighting my way through the slumps, the tech curve, everything else. But you also host a podcast as well too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anybody out there is a real estate uh, investor or agent, you know, my, my podcast is geared towards the real estate investor agent. So obviously, I know most people listen to seven podcasts. If you listen to podcasts, I would love it if you fit that that category. If my podcast would be one of your seven, that would be great. But it's called the Uncommon Real Estate Podcast. And uh, yeah, the whole idea behind it is that most people act common. Most people get common results because they <laughs> act in a way that's very common. And so we want we want to push people to say, hey, let's not be common. Let's not be like everybody else if you want results that are that are abnormal, then you've got to have actions that are abnormal as well. Yeah, yeah. So I got one final uh, quick question for you here. What do you see with sure. the real estate market? What's in your 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 ball? I hear that there's a lot of foreign investment buying up houses, a lot of corporations buying up houses in the housing market. <laughs> what do you see? Yeah, so for me, um, I think that what happened was um, in you know, the government was trying to help, right? They, they were trying to help. And so they printed a lot of money, but what Don't happened- Don't you love when the when government tries to help? 
Yeah. You know, what is it? <laughs> Reagan who says the scariest words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the government tried to help. But what happened is they printed so much money. So it created this mass inflation. Well, what inflation did is instead of give everybody more money, it it made everybody know that their dollar was being devalued. So they put their money into hard assets, real estate, gold, silver, even cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. So what we found was that people that owned properties tended to get like have gotten so much wealthier over the last year because inflation like does really well for people that own hard assets. Um, And the people that don't own properties has just, it's just pushed them further away from being able to own property. So instead of actually helping, it's created this big divide. And and right now, all the hedge funds, everybody with any cash at all is working to get their money into hard assets like real estate to avoid what's happening. I mean, you know, I think we're at a like a 2x of what is normal inflation rate right now. And so everybody's yeah. trying to just keep their money from from being devalued. I mean, I think I heard somebody referring to it as a, as a melting ice cube is the, the American dollar right now. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. people have to get into real estate or, or they're going to lose. I, I mean, honestly, as an individual, it does have, uh, has me a little, little concerned what the future is going to bring us, but overall, is this a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market or is it a, if you own property hold? Yeah, I mean it's it's the hottest seller's market in the history of seller's markets. Um I've been acquiring properties as much as I can over the last few months because yeah, I just I do believe that um that with inflation that um it is the best thing. It, it's it's the best place to put your money right now. That's awesome. 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 Hey, how can people reach out to you? Yeah, so um on Instagram at Cradrock, an old high school nickname, C R A D D R O C K. Um, I work to to respond to any DM. So um, if you send me any DM, I'm I'm gonna commit to responding at least at this point in my life for the next year or two. Uh, I'm gonna respond to every DM um, that anybody sends me. Um, if you're in real estate, um, please feel free to reach out. Um, you know, in the Uncommon Real Estate Facebook group, Uncommon Real Estate Podcast, and if you are a real estate investor, meaning you buy and flip or buy and wholesale properties. I have a, a class, a product, a program that I teach um, called uh, REI Revive, where I teach you how to monetize those leads, the ones that were, mm-hmm. were falling dead. And so if you go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash revive, you're going to see um, you know, our product and how you can monetize those leads. And you can just click on the link and I'd be happy to either myself or somebody on our team talk to you in and look at your business and see if there's a good fit there for you. And we'll make sure we'll get all those links down in the description below. Doesn't matter if you're on YouTube or if you're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, all of them, man. We're everywhere. Look at the description. You'll find all of Chris's links down there. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for coming on here, man. This has been amazing. Brother, this was awesome. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, no, you know, I'm jealous, man. You're the first person that became shark bait while at an actual lake. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you, man. Yeah, love it. (laughs) Yeah, cheers. Wow, I totally love that background. That, believe it or not, was the very first outdoor interview on Shark Bite Biz. Wi-Fi problems aside, it was still an incredible and an awesome chat with Chris, though, right? You have to admit that. 
First, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, hit that like button, smash, I, I really mean it, smash that subscribe button, follow button, whatever you see out there. But if you really want to help us out, help get the best kept secret in small business out there. Share Shark Bite Biz out to your network. We bring you two brand new episodes each and every week. We are in season three. We've had 104 episodes as of this very episode. It's pretty awesome, okay? Share it out. I would love nothing more than to see Chris and Shark Bite Biz out there trending. Now, let's get back to our rock star guest, Chris, okay? Because he had some awesome, awesome points. Two things I got to start with. First, Chris has six kids. <laughs> That's expensive and probably the reason why he had to sell $150 million worth of real estate last year. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm kidding. All kidding aside, though, that is rare and it does take a lot of commitment. I mean, these days, you rarely see families with four kids, let alone, let alone five, six, seven, eight, you know, and all up. So I really got to give Chris a shout out to that. Full respect. I love big families. I think that large families have a certain dynamic. Often it brings a lot of competitiveness to the kids that are in larger families, that kids in smaller families, I think they don't get it to that same degree. Maybe that's just in my head. That's just something that I feel. And if you look at this show's history, with all the guests that we've had, like Nancy Spiri, where I think she was a family of six or eight or something like that as well, too. It was crazy. It was a large number. And it was a big dynamic driving factor in those families. Because when you have larger families, you oftentimes are fighting for resources, attention, what it may be. And it really has an impact on that person later in life because of how they had to grow up in that type of a dynamic family situation. So again, full respect to that. I just wanted to point that up. Next up, I have to point up where he brought up what has probably been my new favorite, most scariest phrase I have, which is, I'm the government and I'm here to help you. And again, this isn't a political show or anything, but that to me really resonates right now because we're in COVID. And I'm very, I'm still very upset with the government because of how they treated all these small businesses during COVID. Businesses like Chris's. You know, this is the single largest period of the transfer of wealth from the middle class to the already uber rich class. OK, and I'm really disgusted and disappointed in the actions of our government to help out these small businesses. I just read an article a few weeks ago saying that there were about 120 plus, maybe it was 150. I forget. It's been a little bit now, but 120 plus small business bankruptcies, and it was in a New England state. That was one state during one month. That is insane, in my opinion. Government forced them close. So therefore, in my opinion, and I'm, you know, very free market capitalistic type person, you know, I, I like it that everybody's able to create their own path. But I do feel that if the government force you close, 
you know, they do have some responsibility to save you out of bankruptcy. I mean, it is crazy what we're going through. But instead of helping those businesses, why don't we just help make Amazon, Microsoft, Alphabet and Google? Let's just make them larger, right? That's the answer to the problem. Let them be, you know, get all the money and be bigger and get the tax breaks and stuff. We don't care about the smaller businesses, but whatever. I will I will announce right here, though. I have invited both senators from the great state of Pennsylvania or Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, where I currently reside outside of Philadelphia. I have invited both of our federal senators to be on this show and discuss how uh, I guess we would discuss, in my opinion, how I think they have failed small businesses, how Congress has failed small businesses, how the federal government has failed small businesses during this time in COVID. Still waiting a response. We'll see. I'm trying to get them on. And if we do, that will be a bombshell of an episode. Ultimately, though, Chris has a great story and he's had a great professional career path. I think one of the biggest things that I really learned from Chris is he realized that when he's doing a real estate deal, there's other people that are getting pieces of the pie. There's different businesses, different companies that have to do this or do that. His answer well, he started up companies to start doing those type of transactions. So it's almost like he's double or triple dipping, but he's able to. And that's pretty cool. That is a really, really smart idea of being able to start complementary businesses to what your main business is. I love it. Another one of the big things that I got from Chris, and this is something that we've had from a lot of people that are super successful on the show, whether it's Soledad O'Brien or some of those other CEOs that have been on this channel, is get out of your head. And this is as Chris put it, I'm tired. I don't want to get up. You just got to do it. You just got to get it done. And if you do, you make those sacrifices, you work hard. That is usually, not always, there's always exceptions to the rules. You can always pick holes through this or that, but that is usually going to be the difference between being a rock solid performer and being a superstar rock star. I mean, just getting it done, no excuses, working late, doing this, doing that, like me with the show, Okay. I am exhausted at this point. I'm dying for my vacation. We just came up against quarter end when I'm recording this and I'm forcing myself to do it because I know you all count on two episodes each and every week. That is me going above and beyond, taking all this extra time out instead of just watching a movie on the couch with the kids right now while it's raining outside. You know, I'm here recording this interview. I'll be with them in a little bit. But I could take this time out to produce this for you because you all count on it. And I go above and beyond. Chris went above and beyond what was expected. And that's why he reached a level of success. Don't make excuses. Don't come up with the reasons why you can't get it done. One thing that I have this conversation sometimes with some of my team members, you spend more time complaining about why you can't do something rather than 
just doing it because if you did it by the time you complained and wrote an email that is 10 paragraphs long on why you can't do it, you could have been done that whole task. You could have completed what you should have been doing anyways. So just get it done. I think that's one of the biggest messages I got out there. And again, it's why Chris is a superstar. You can be too if you get that work ethic. So question of the day, what sacrifices have you done to get where you're at? Leave a comment down below on YouTube. Do you want to be on the show? If so, shoot an email, interviews at sharkbitebiz.com. Don't forget to join the channel. You can become a baby shark for $3 a month or go to deadhousecoffee.com. Use code SHARK, get 20% off of your order. All the proceeds support this very show right here. And you all know this by now. I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Bite Biz. We'll see you all next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story.